0: Hawkeye 1, 2 and 3, um, we're going to do a mashup of all three, uh, we're aware that you haven't heard us in a long time, um, but you know, we're busy, <laughs> 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 and uh, podcasting doesn't always come top of the priority list um, when we're doing stuff, so you know, it's, it's like Christmas, we come around and it's a special occasion. And uh, you should be thrilled about it. And this is like an early Christmas present as far as we're concerned.
1: Exactly. Yeah. We're back, baby, for Christmas. You know, it's a seasonal wonder. You
0: know, he wants to listen to the same people, you know, all, every week, every week. Gosh, gosh, give us a break, guys. I mean, I'm, break. I'm,
1: sure, I'm sure there are some people out
0: there. But, I mean, there's probably you know, some people. There's probably I
1: mean, maybe one or two, or, you know, yeah, yeah. my yeah. mum or my brother or something, someone like that, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Christmas. But, yeah 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 the immediates, the immediates it's <laughs> um, what we call them. Uh, but we're gonna do um, rather than episodic um, one two, three, four, five, and six, we're just gonna do two parters, episodes one to three and episodes four to six for Mr. Hawkeye. Um, and Mr. Hawkeye came I, I didn't forget the series was coming, but it just suddenly came and then there was two episodes already to dive into. Um, and this, we were just briefly chatting before, we only briefly touched on it. This is kind of slightly different style, um, than your, well, the Marvel series have been, they've been a, like a different colour fish, each one. One division was very unique, uh, I think, and then when Falcon and Winter Soldier came along it's almost like Falcon and Winter Soldier felt like a 50-50 series to me in the sense that part of it felt like a Marvel TV show that you would have seen on normal television you know when you can always see those when you see the DC TV shows you know it's like of a slightly lesser budget than the ones that you see on big screen but it's still telling a story obviously And and I feel me and art if that's how we left on the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, we were like a a bit in between. It had some really good elements to it and some really good story um, tellings, but it also had a bit of clunkiness kind of to it, which didn't always make it shine, um, so to speak yeah but it felt at least important
1: i think to the overall
0: sort of marvel
1: art you know yes Yes. introducing new captain america etc um spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen it yeah um but yeah definitely definitely get where you're coming from where it was like you know uh, a little bit in that it had that true to marvel style but it was also um not as exhilarating i think in terms of the bad guys and 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 what came from that really? I mean, there were some interesting concepts, but it wasn't as as kind of uh, different as Loki and One Oh
0: yes, of course, Loki. Completely forgot that oh. one. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. yes, like a complete now. And I feel so coming into Hawkeye. I feel Hawkeye gives me that sense of element, it's like slightly feels cinematic again, has a very cinematic beginning because it starts us in New York back in 2012 when the Avengers are in New York, you're like right in the middle of the events of the movie The Avengers Um, and you're seeing very young Kate Bishop is how we're introduced to her and how she is then in turn introduced to Hawkeye who pretty much becomes her be all and end all on what she bases her life experiences on from that point forward and how she kind of goes into archery and martial arts and all all various different aspects but it, it it did give me that slight feeling a slight more cinematic straight away and it's probably because it puts you in the middle of a marvel cinematic movie like the the biggest one of its time when it came out in 2012 um so i was very kind of i very much was like i'm into this straight away Uh, i'm very much enjoying this um layout and how they started the series was that the same for yourself and how it all kicks off
1: uh yeah i mean kind of i have to say like um i wasn't really sure what to expect from hawkeye uh you know Barton, and you know, he's he's an interesting character throughout. I mean, he's he's always like a cool cat uh, in the Avengers, and quite enjoyable to watch. So I wasn't really sure what to expect from this series, especially coming off the back of Black Widow, the film, and how um, and how that would that and the characters would tie into this. That's why I kind of felt it would serve a vehicle for. But yeah, I mean, I like that it kind of you know referenced the first Avengers. But I have to say, I found the first two episodes of Hawkeye. A little bit um a little bit boring uh actually um which i kind of you know i, I you know went in with a fairly sort of open mind because really enjoyed one division really enjoyed loki i mean mm-hmm. really enjoyed loki as, as we you know so energetically discussed many times um uh yeah falcon and winter soldier as well like you know a, a, a show with, with some really strong points um And then, you know, like Black Widow, I found that there were, again, some good elements to it, but I found the writing quite clunky. And I felt like this was kind of similar to that Black Widow style, where it was some interesting elements, you know, obviously the introduction of Kate Bishop and where she gets that kind of inspiration from, you know, uh, especially watching Hawkeye kind of fighting uh, in 2012. Um, But then, I don't know, I just found that, like, it is. It's, it was a similar issue that i found in black widow in that like even though black widow was before thanos and you know the, the whole end game you know infinity war uh, section of the marvel kind of universe the thing is with, with black widow is that it had that issue of essentially like you know we had ray winston as the bad guy and it didn't really live up to that um kind of excitement of like Thanos level bad guy and because obviously you know all of that hadn't happened yet but because we've already seen that all of a sudden the Black Widow stuff doesn't seem as um what's the word I suppose kind of as like uh I don't know as dangerous or as as kind of threatening to the to the world in a way and I I feel that with this series as well it's kind of like that where it's like I don't know there's just no real threat that makes you kind of think like oh my god this is like you know going to change everything or this is you know a really kind of big moment it feels like kind of small players in a really big world and yeah I found that the the series kind of kicked off quite slowly and kind of a little bit boring with like you know the, I mean you have like you know great actors you know from Haley Seinfeld to uh you know uh you know her mother who's played by uh who is it again um what's the woman from? from, oh yeah, Vera Framinga, you know, who's in, uh, you know, Godzilla, King of Monsters and stuff as well, you know, she's, we've seen her quite a few times. So, you know, like good actors, but then it was just a little bit lackluster, really. I don't know, I, I found like the kind of, this whole Russian mafia gang is a little bit too tongue in cheek for my liking. Uh, I keep finding as well, like, again, Ray Winstone's bad guy, and also this Chaxu Mafia, like Marvel really likes these really bad Russian accents. And it kind of gets to the point where it's like almost like a parody, and that kind of again takes away from that sort of seriousness of the situation and like the overall threat of like the villains in this. It just feels all a bit like slapstick, but then, but then I just didn't find it that funny either because the script wasn't that like that funny either. I don't know. What did you think? Do you think it was they were trying to be funny, but then it just? Was, I mean, I don't. Know. That that's just my opinion. What did you think? Then?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel that they're obviously a comedy element is extremely, I feel important in this story to them. This is what the, what they're trying to sew within it. Um, I feel Haley Steinfeld, and this is from probably from seeing Bumblebee. Um, I feel she, she has a very good comedic timing to her. Um, as I've seen, like I said in Bumblebee and other things, and I feel I see in this. For me personally, I feel she's probably the the best part of this series. Um, she always kind of brings it back around in the sense if you're ever feeling that the series is getting either too silly or particular. What well, funnily enough, we're we're back in that um, territory again of. Uh, prequels when we were talking about the silly seriousness combination <laughs> and it's getting the balance right, prequel, isn't it? Yeah, the Star Wars prequels, yeah. Um she de- she delivers it really, really well. I felt her camaraderie and the, the bits bouncing off in between her and Hawkeye do work. For me personally, I really enjoyed um their banter that they have, especially more so in episode three when he loses his hearing, um, where he's already lost his hearing, he wears a hearing aid, and then he can't properly hear her for half of the episode, which uh, leads to very few uh, funny points. But there are a couple of moments, like, yeah, the tracksuit mafia are just a bit... Sometimes it's a a bit too much, a little bit too much. it's a bit cringy, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, and then the... The guy who is her soon-to-be stepfather in this series, who is um, Jack... De, what, De, Quince, De, Quince De, Quince De Quince? De Quince, something... You know what, he reminded me. Of, he reminded me of like almost like a vi- a villain who should be in something like Who Framed Roger Rabbit. yeah, like, like, there yeah. like there seems like a like a comic, uh, like I don't know, plasticine element to him that doesn't. It's a mustache, isn't like, it? doesn't it looks like he's not himself? Almost like half of it's prosthetics, or what it might well be. I don't know. But he, it does feel like he's, like, stepped out of, like, a Looney Tunes. Is like, of, <laughs> like like a Dr. Robotnik from Sonic the Hedgehog. Like, that's, that's what comes to my mind every time I see him on screen. Um, yeah. so, like Robotnik um, before
1: he let himself go, you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> before, before he let himself, yeah.
0: <laughs> when he has some control on his facial hair yeah, yeah. <laughs> the early dr Robotnik years um I don't know if anyone else has made that comparison. I might be alone, but that's kind of how i felt when i was um when i was uh when, kind of first introduced to him and then you get more introduced to him see him in different lights as the episodes go on but it was it that that element in particular. He just does seem, I know he's not coming into the first one, two, three. We have our suspicions of his character. His character has an arc within the first three episodes, but he doesn't end up being the main villain at the end of these three episodes because that's where the tracksuit mafia and the leader of the tracksuit mafia are on the ground, especially, um, it, it becomes the main villain, uh-huh. so to speak. Um, but yeah, it it's... It's like a weird one, but I, I'm quite enjoying Hawkeye in the sense that I feel it ta- it does take a slight step back and bring the whole... I, for me, I see some similarities in what Ant-Man does. Ant-Man, for me personally, one of my favourite Marvel films because it seems to do well at removing itself from... The generic Marvel cinematic kind of universe arc and creates a separate little story which you're happy to explore in the sense that you're not feeling like mm, that doesn't, you know, we're fighting this over here or doing that over here, and Ant Man seems far removed. They created like a nice little heist movie in the first one, which, uh, like, which just was like really enjoyable to watch. I feel Hawkeye at the moment. For for me personally, that's what it does for me. It feels like the last time we really got Jeremy Renner was in Avengers Endgame. So it's like bigger than big, like you were saying with Thanos. It's like the biggest in Marvel. Yeah. Everything's going on. And now we get him like really far removed, just dealing with a particular element within New York and dealing with the ramifications of the time that he was Ronan to the time he's now not. Now, this could obviously jump up in scale 10 times in the last three episodes. Don't quite know. But I, I do like and I do like that fact of when we're sitting with a superhero who doesn't actually have any powers. Yeah. Apart yeah. from just his yeah. abilities to do what he does. Uh, right. I do like I do like those stories as well. But it's it's also it's just a different beat, isn't it? Because we're seeing the Marvel Cinematic Universe now is going into the whole multiverse Thing, the whole magic—it's that like magic and multiverse—is what it's I, th- it's. I
1: think that's what I found with this to be kind of underwhelming. In that, like, because you know you've got one division, Loki, which really take on the fantasy, magic, multiverse side of the Marvel universe, and they have now turned into something like I think like quite exciting. In that, and you know, you don't really know what's coming. You know, it, it, the whole thing feels um, like quite exciting in that way that it's just you don't know really what to anticipate what's coming next and, and how things are going to be presented uh, and Falcon and Winter Soldier again it had that kind of one foot in the real world um, well it was more in the real world really um, in comparison to the others but you also had that fantasy super soldier element which was again one of these kind of common themes in Marvel so it it did have that sort of fantasy side whereas I think I felt with this it was just much more real and that kind of made it a little bit, um, yeah, just not as, the kind of setup wasn't as exciting for me really in comparison to the other series. And then with the villains kind of emerging as, you know, yeah, you have the stepfather who is like, I mean, yeah, just like a kind of ridiculously kind of cliche kind of, old school villain with that moustache and the fact that he's great at fencing but then doesn't put it on, you know, it's like all of it then that, I don't know, I, I felt that, that they should have maybe maybe made a bit of a joke about that because it, it did feel so kind of like, oh god oh, he's, a, he's a little bit suspicious in what he's doing and, <laughs> you know, there's that whole family dealings and the uncle that he hates and things like that and it's all a bit like okay um but then it's kind of like not carried off as as maybe as effectively as it could have been and then you have like the you matthew come in and they're really silly and you know over the top and the whole russian accent thing i was just kind of like they're like oh god it's a bit cringe worthy you know like and again i felt that the script wasn't as funny as it could have been to effectively pull off those characters but that i mean you know again that's my opinion with this and and I like Hayley Steinfeld as well. I think she was really great in like Pitch Perfect two and stuff like that. You know, she she is like, and as you said, she has that comedic timing that is really effective when when done well. But I just found that like, I don't know, the lines they gave her, it just they made her too much of a like sort of young girl cliche where it's like, and then again like placing her against Jeremy Renner, and he's like this the kind of you know it's that, it's almost like you know a sort of buddy cop you know, movie from like of old, you know, where you have one guy who's super serious and then the kind of younger, you know, uh, uh, more uh, enthusiastic and energetic kind of comedy element character to like support them. But I just felt that throughout this, it just, as I said, the script wasn't as funny as it could have been. And that, so like that dynamic isn't as pulled off as well for me in these first three episodes. Uh, I think like the third episode, does get a bit more exciting um, once, like, you know, Maya Lopez, the kind of, like, the commander of the, the tracksuit mafia uh, is introduced. I, I thought she was actually a more compelling character. Um, and also, I quite like the whole, like, deaf element of it, you know, and representing what it's like to be deaf. And, and actually, that, that for me was something that I liked because it was a bit more real, especially, like, seeing, you know, Hawkeye kind of struggling with, with life, uh, you know, once he loses his hearing aid. And as someone with like, you know, some uh, hearing issues, it, it was, you know, all very kind of relatable and stuff. So, I you know, I, I thought that was quite interesting and having a deaf kind of villain as well um, was quite cool. And, and, you know, like slightly different as well. And that, that that was like something which, I don't know, I felt that they could have introduced that a bit more, maybe to like, uh, earlier on, sorry, um, to level out the, the sort of silliness of the tracksuit mafia. But, um, and I think, into episode three it does develop a bit more but yeah I don't know I just I just I was a little bit yeah underwhelmed by it and also her character as well is like you know she's this kind of posh girl from New York who's like fairly rich and her life is just a little bit I don't know like once you kind of get past that there's like not a huge amount else I mean yeah she sees Hawkeye when she's young and stuff again like I probably would have loved to see like we always said. You know those training montages of characters like maybe developing through the years of like her shooting arrows when she's a kid or like taking people out or something like that it could have helped develop her a bit more but instead you kind of get her at school and then she kind of gets in trouble and then but then she's like mega rich so it doesn't really matter and i don't know all of that just fe- feels a bit superficial and the, but it kind of introduces some characters so it, it's kind of needed but just i don't know it's for me not as effective as it could have been
0: like i, I think you wanted to see that montage of her getting bullied at school and beating them with arrows.
1: God, that's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. like
0: Pinning pin the school bully to the wall. At her in a canteen and she shoots in, pierces <laughs> the apple, apple into the school sign.
1: That's <laughs> it, exactly. Like, can we not have, like, you know, a few apples that get nailed with arrows? I mean, you know, that that's what we expect. <laughs> but, no, I mean, it, it's just, it's... I, 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 I love those developmental, you know, I, well, we, we, we do. I mean, we, we always want those kind of flashback, you know, scenes. And actually, you know, we kind of said like, that was again, one of the, the kind of the bad parts of black widow in that they didn't really show black widow becoming black widow. It was just all of a sudden, like she's young, she's old, she's been trained, you know, in the intro credits and you're like, you, you missed out like 15 minutes of great action there. You know, we could have seen <laughs> her on mission or like doing something else and, and I just felt it was the same here where it's like, okay, she's shooting at a bell in her school and that's like what she's doing. And it's like, oh, wow. Like how exciting oh, ish, you know, <laughs> I, I, just, I don't know I, I, if if there was a bit more to it, like uh, that she was actually like, maybe kind of fighting crime in a really sort of, you know, sl- maybe a bit of a slapstick way. Like, you know, how like the first kind of Spider-Man's, you know, when, when Spider-Man first starts fighting crime and he's kind of like all over the place, I was hoping for a bit of that but and we might get that later on in the series um but yeah i don't know just i i suppose that was my expectation i just didn't really meet it but which is not a terrible thing it's just yeah i I was expecting something a bit more exciting i think from the whole thing because hawkeye is also like as you said he's like a he's a superhero without powers which makes him exciting because he's always dealing with like you know with fucking titans and like other universes and stuff and it's like uh, well, what's he got well he's got his wits and a bow and arrow you know and i mean well <laughs> but a specific set of arrows of course that we we come to learn you know um, and actually like that was the arrow thing was one of the best parts of like episode three for me like a usb arrow what is the purpose of that you know <laughs> do you really That's... need to shoot a usb <laughs> i mean and you know like that, that makes
0: the question. does it though i swear that happens
1: When does does that happen?
0: I swear that happens in one of the films. He uses a USB arrow. I can't remember when.
1: I felt like it was a throwback to a film, but I couldn't remember when. But, you know, it begs the question, like, which way do you shoot it? Because I always get USBs in the wrong way around. So, like, do you take that into account when you're shooting the arrow as well, you know?
0: (laughs) Oh, I think he does it. Do you know when I think he does it? Funnily enough, I think he does it in Avengers when he's oh, bad, bad Hawkeye oh wow when Amazing. he's bad Hawkeye and he's on the um on one of those big ships uh when he's helping take over the one of the big ships oh. fires an arrow in and then it just it goes into the hard drive I swear it's the thing
1: <laughs> I, I mean probably yeah like I, I couldn't remember it really but it was you know that
0: was quite funny um the arrow sequence was, that whole car. I was talking about this the other day to someone. That whole car sequence in episode three, they do the car chase. The camera work at the beginning, especially with how that was all filmed, was ex- was really well done and really enjoyable. That car sequence with the PIM arrow and yeah, then the yeah. I don't know that looked like the blob arrow. <laughs> yeah,
1: the uh, the suction arrow
0: yeah yeah suction arrow she's like when is that ever useful
1: <laughs> yeah, i have to say you're you're right in that that scene that car scene like they use some really innovative camera angles and like yes. turning like you know looking at, at, at you know hawkeye and 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 bishop like you know in the front seats and then turning around and stuff that was really cool uh it was like innovatively done but yeah i don't know just for me it was i think you know by episode three like getting your like action in then it felt a little bit like well you, especially like in a six episode series you're expecting kind of more I think from the first two you know especially if, when you had like Falcon and Winter Soldier where again it was a six episode series but every episode was like a lot of action a lot of kind of things going on a lot of energy and this one I just felt that yeah the first episodes were like not really that I don't know there was you know once the tracks you Matthew kind of break into like an auction where they're auctioning off like old stuff, it was all a bit like, well, okay, well, is this the villain? You know, they're not that bad. You could just take them out with a gun or something. You know, it's not like this is the end of the world. You know, <laughs> these people are going to ruin everything. These, you know, they're taking over. It was
0: like, okay, it was like, yeah, shrug. You know, <laughs> <laughs> what's happened, guys, is Arzif's already moved on. He's gone, <laughs> he's gone in the WandaVision Loki, who deal with like multiverses, <laughs> cosmic. Battles at the end of time, and he's like, "That's where I am, guys. I don't care what happens in New York at Christmas. I'm already, at the, I'm at the edge of time. I'm literally at the edge of time, living multi different universes right now, going against galactic gods. And you guys are worrying about a tracksuit, mafia in New York. <laughs> exactly it. That's
1: that's exactly where I'm at, Ben. Like, I, I just Marvel's built it up. You know, the face falls so much in my head that, like, when I don't get, you know universes being broken and timelines being destroyed then I'm like well you know what this is boring (laughs) I'm like
0: there better be be a timeline destroyer arrow in that in that huddle of yours Hawkeye there better be one that pierces through the sanctity of time and puts (laughs) you in a place where there's 10 different Hawkeyes and you all battle to the death on a on a rock which is rotating on a planet which is about to be engulfed by a dwarf star.
1: <laughs> is that so much to ask, you know? Right.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm not I mean he's just asking for it's quite standard Marvel storytelling really if you think about it. It's not mo- too much of a stretch, is it? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean you know that, that's kind of I think the funny thing with all these series is that and I mean to Marvel's credit the series do vary from series and yeah, obviously each one cannot be fancy elements galore and, you know, multiple timelines, etc. But yeah, I, I just feel that like sometimes they kind of they put the bar really high for themselves. So that and as I said, like for me that was the issue with Black Widow, that like having Ray Winstone as like some Russian guy with a massive ship in the sky. It was like meh, you know, like is he is he gonna do anything too bad? Like probably not, you know. And okay, Black Widow can take care of him fine. But is she the strongest Avenger? Probably not. You know, like, another Avenger could come in and also destroy this guy. You know, that 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 that's kind of an issue for me as well, like, in this kind of world, is that, like, again, with Hawkeye, like, he's a guy with no powers. He's just a really good archer and, you know, a badass dude. Cool. But if he was not solving these things, would there be someone else to step in and, and solve it? Absolutely. You know, you have, like, multiple characters who could step in and just be like, well, wow, you know what? Goodbye, bad guy, and, like, flip them away with a you know, middle finger. So it's like... I don't know, I think, yeah, Marvel's ruined me, basically, is what I'm saying, Ben.
0: (laughs) Another thing, guys, that Arzif is not really happy about is that there's not more activity on the Avengers WhatsApp group when stuff like Russian um, tracksuit mafias come in and Hawkeye just can't go. Bing. Hey, guys, got this tracksuit, Mafia. Can we get this dealt with by one of the, one of the lower Avengers? Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm peak top Avenger. I know I don't have any superpowers, but nor did Tony. Um, so I'm peak top Avenger. Um, this definitely could be handled by um, yeah. someone like, I don't even know, a lower down Avenger. <laughs> now, this is a Vision thing. You know, Vision can handle this. He's got yeah. loads of superpowers. He could take care of this, like, really quickly. Really yeah. quickly. Easy, um, exactly. You know, just like... I don't know when this timeline succeeds, so I don't even know if Vision is around. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, I mean, that that's that's what um, Artif is not too happy about right now, that we haven't got, like, a, a lower Avenger WhatsApp group that can be dealt these cards of, like, are they threatening the Earth? No, lower Avenger group. Uh, are they threatening a galaxy? No, nope. lower Avenger group. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, th- I think for me it's just, like, now that we're into Phase 4, it feels like all the elements should be kind of adding to Phase Four, like and with the whole multiverse timeline. And I mean, we've got you know um, Doctor Strange two coming out what the next year, February, right?
0: Um, I think so next year. But I think yeah. also what you're saying about like adding to Phase Four, I think one of the the two things and the similarities, funnily enough, is because you're talking about the Black Widow film and then you're yeah. talking about Hawkeye. And it's it's not that they're forgotten in a sense, but they were not given the same arc that everybody else was given. And it, it almost feels like it's, funnily enough, Marvel haven't thought about something or haven't thought something was worthwhile and then the fans asked for it and now they're so far down the line that they have to tell a story that may maybe doesn't quite fit in with the overall gigantic narrative that Phase 4 has. And that, in the fact, if you've got three Thor movies, you've got a fourth one coming out, you had three Iron Mans, you already had a Hulk before, I think that was 2009 or something, Hulk was the original one, uh, before they got Mark Ruffalo on board. So you, you kind of had... You kind of feel, if from the beginning you had... And it didn't have to be... It doesn't have to be three movies strong or anything like that, but if you, if from the beginning... You had a couple of Hawkeye movies and a couple of Black Widow movies, which told their stories of them doing their fights together, because they always reference Budapest and all these other things yeah. that they've done together. You could all you could almost have had that because there was clearly story there. And mm-hmm. and now you would be in a place where the only things these guys are tackling are the things that are imperative to phase four and going forward. Yeah. Uh, without feeling that you're having to And I know it's like a stepping stone because you're introducing characters again and that's what they're building. But technically, you could have introduced a lot of these characters a lot, a lot longer ago and held them back to then use them um, in a way where they're not having to be reintroduced into the phase four. But I feel I I feel it's just because they lent so much on the Avengers, which make complete and utter sense. But I feel you're just getting a young Avenger. That's what you're getting. We're getting the young Avengers pretty much. Yeah. I would have thought yeah. so at one point. You're gonna get Kate Bishop. You're gonna get um uh, Riri Williams when we have Iron Heart, who is like the predecessor of Iron Man. You Fox know you can, Black Widow, yeah. You're gonna have Fox, yeah, as yeah, the like new Black Widow, you're gonna have Miss Marvel, you know, you're gonna have all these teens, so you almost Spider Man, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I get yeah, it. I, I, so I also get your point in the fact that you feel that some of these stories, they're being told, but they don't quite fit the current narrative of what is overall being told.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that was one of the big things that, you know, it's like I said with Black Widow, that, you know, it, because it had come after Thanos, it was like, why didn't they release this film like four years be- before, like to help set her up and make her more of a, a because, you know, in, in Infinity War and Avengers, I mean, she's like, a you know, a fairly, key character you know sacrificing his, herself for the, oh, yeah. the, the mind zone. so it's like <laughs> why didn't she get that sort of you know that her own arc beforehand you know it, it just felt kind of silly to like say like oh black widow's the film is out now but it's, you know in between i mean what was i think around it was just after civil war the time in the timeline yeah um so, like, why don't you just do it after Civil War then? You know, that would have, like, been a great kind of complementary thing, you know, as a side film to, like, I mean, I, clearly it didn't fit into their plans at that time, and maybe there were other films coming out, you know, which it would have clashed with, but, yeah, it just felt that, like, a little bit a little bit underwhelming in terms of, like, oh, you know, we've, you know, basically been going back and forth in time and to fight, you know, this great, you know, enemy, and now it's like, oh, you've got Ray Winston with a bad Russian accent on a ship, you know, like, kind of, you know... it's it, just like a Russian rogue, really. He's not even like Russia as the, you know, the enemy. It's like, no, just a Russian oligarch who, who, you know, made Black Widow and then for a certain purpose, which was eerily similar to the Winter Soldier program. Um, and then, yeah, and then just kind of really came to nothing. So, yeah. I, I mean, I,
0: I, where me and Artif slightly differ, because I obviously loved Black Widow, but I couldn't stand the fact that Ray Winston was playing a Russian. Yeah. yeah. Because like, just the accent was horrendous. Yeah, it was horrendous. It, it,
1: and, and when I saw the track team here, I was like, oh, God, like, guys, okay, we get it. Russians are bad. And like, but please just hire a Russian to be the Russian or something. <laughs> okay. um, be but, you know,
0: Deanna Jones tactic in soon. The Nazis. Always have oh, the Nazis as a bad guy. It always works. Always <laughs> works.
1: Yeah, yeah. 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 When in doubt, use a Nazi. You know, everyone, everyone wants to. Kill or punch a Nazi, so you know. But well, almost everyone, you know, he he knows these days. Um, but yeah, it so. Uh, I, mean, I mean, I'm seeing this...
0: thinking going into like the first three episodes are done. When this comes out, the fourth episode would have aired. Um, and we we'll obviously do a recap when all of those happen. But well, what are you hoping for in the final three episodes in Hawker? I'll tell you what I'm hoping hoping for. You go first. I'm hoping for another level of villain to come in yeah which i feel we're getting whether it's the whether it's the new stepfather to be yeah or it's the person who is in control who we don't actually see of the tracksuit mafia who has been referenced a couple of times or version so that's that's like new villain level what they're hinting at but i hope there's something maybe in reference to the events of loki uh, I, that's what i would like i would like some sort of element in the sixth episode which ties perfectly into when all these timelines it could be just a hint but the thing is is you got to think we're getting spider-man next which is a multiverse we've had the eternals and then after that i'm thinking it's doctor strange stuff like that. so the multiverse is going to be like heavily involved i feel we should be hinting to it especially yeah. in this series. So whether we're getting it in episode, I mean, there might've been a bit in episode four, I doubt there is from the rumblings that I've seen. Um, so five and six, I feel, I feel that would be right to come in and, and, interlink a multiverse story into the end of this series that's what i personally would like to see um, i'm enjoying this series i'm having a good time i'm liking the comedic time of heli steinfeld i think she's a brilliant addition to the marvel cinematic universe but i would love to see a multiverse uh titan that's what i'm looking forward to how about yourself
1: uh, i completely agree on that that point definitely like tie it into the you know to the phase four happenings um to make it just a little bit more relevant and kind of you know, just in line with the time. Um, I want more action as well. To be honest, like I think there's been like a distinct lack of action in the first two episodes. Um, uh, I just yeah, you know, I, I want kind of a bit more from um, um, from Kate Bishop, Kate Bishop and Bishop. All time, You know, together like in like in you know as we said like in episode three the the car chase scene and the kind of events that came from that. You know, turn the arrow massive and then swinging around the bridge and onto the train you know like those are cool you know like let's get more of that you know um as you said like a better villain um i feel yeah like her her evil stepdad will definitely come in as i don't know like some sort of sword fighting villain um i'm not sure who that is in the marvel universe um but yeah you know there is some curiosity peaked with what he's kind of done but i just feel that again yeah the first three episodes haven't really set him up that well like there's a little bit of intrigue but it's like just looks like a bit as we said like a bit of a comic villain from like you know like a 1950s movie or something like that with his, with his dastardly mustache and whatnot so more more of that um looking forward to seeing for i feel like yeah florence Pugh is going to be in it and you know and from what i've seen on social media you know that is probably going to be confirmed as, as you know Yelena Belova Bellov, uh, or slash back Black Widow so I'm looking forward to seeing her in it because you know Florence Pugh I think is great she's a great actress in, in the modern day I'm looking forward to seeing like how she kind of gets involved and how she plays off both Jeremy Renner and Hayley Steinfeld so that should be cool I, I hope that will maybe up the kind of comedic uh level in a way because she you know that was one of the things i heard black, about black widow that she was great in it you know her and uh, david harbour were like really funny like they actually had some great lines in it um so i'm I'm looking forward to seeing what like she kind of brings to the show and yeah just i uh, i hope the the last well the next well episodes four five and six are kind of explosive and and kind of you know in, and leave the characters in a in a in a a place where you want to see more of them and you want to see them kind of more involved in the films and just uh in the overall arc you know and i mean for me like i you know completely appreciate that you enjoyed the show more than i did um yeah i'm just kind of you know hoping that the writing ties in in a way where it's like okay that that you know we, we've gained something quite cool and insightful from this series and and now these characters have been set up in a way that like we, we do want to see more of them we do want to see what they what they bring to the overall thing and uh yeah, So, you know, that's what I'm hoping for. More action, more villains, more everything, you know, more more multiverse, you know. <laughs> I just, yeah, as I said, I've been, I've been so set up, like, the bar is so high now, you know, and I mean, look, Marvel issuing Vision is the first series, you know, in Phase 4, like, to, like, Bridget was, like, I mean, that was just, you know, it was really individual and unique and, you know, the way they shot it and then the way it developed and then the way it Involved all the other elements from the world and brought it into it. It was like you know, it's 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 it it set the bar very high. And then uh, you know, Falcon Winter Soldier again, like that was, as we said, like more standard, but still had like those kind of larger elements. And then Loki, which just kind of sent things into the stratosphere, really. Um, yeah, I just feel that like you know, it's like it's, they're hard acts to follow. So I hope that the the you know, episodes four, five, and six really do. Um, pull that off really you know i'm sure they can you know there's great writing teams always so you know it's just we shall see
0: eh? we shall see and we'll see you guys at the end of december to see what happened and we of course will be covering the book of boba fett oh yes can he wait